0: this podcast we're real about the hardships that we face in life and also recognize how good God is in the midst of all the circumstances that we face. He tells us that we will see trouble in this world but to take heart because he has overcome the world. And today we're going to be diving in to Psalm 73 which is a beautiful psalm and I've just been really reading it a lot this summer just being reminded of how good God is no matter what our circumstances are. So I'm just going to read the passage and we'll dive right in. Psalm 73. God is indeed good to Israel, to the pure in heart. But as for me, my feet almost slipped. My steps nearly went astray, for I envied the arrogant. I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have an easy time until they die, and their bodies are well fed. They are not in trouble like others. They are not afflicted like most people. Therefore, pride is their necklace, and violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge out from fatness. The imaginations of their hearts run wild. They mock, and they speak maliciously. They arrogantly threaten oppression. They set their mouths against heaven, and their tongues strut against across the earth. Therefore, his people turn to them, and drink in their overflowing words. The wicked say, How can God know? Does the Most High know everything? Look at them, the wicked. They are always at ease, and they increase their wealth. Did I purify my heart and wash my hands in innocence for nothing? For I am afflicted all day long and punished every morning. If I decided to say these things aloud, I would have betrayed your people. When I tried to understand all this, it seemed hopeless, until I entered God's sanctuary. Then I understood their destiny. Indeed, you put them in slippery places— you make them fall into ruin. How suddenly they, became, how they become a desolation. They come to an end, swept away by terrors, like one waking from a dream. Lord, when arising, you will despise their image. When I became embittered and my innermost being was wounded, I was stupid and did not understand. I was an unthinking animal towards you. Yet I am always with you, you hold my right hand, you guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me up in glory. Who do I have in heaven but you? And I desire nothing on earth but you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those far from you will certainly perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you, but as for me, God's presence is my good. I have made the Lord God my refuge, so I can tell about all you do. So this psalm is written actually by Asaph, not David. A lot of the psalms are written by David, but this is written by Asaph. And he's talking about how um, it starts out very important. It says, God is indeed good to Israel. And then he talks about how he's seen the wicked and the arrogant prosper and that he's um, upset about it. You know, his feet almost slipped and he went almost he almost went astray because he saw how the wicked were thriving, basically. Um, but I think it's so cool how he starts off by saying God is indeed good to Israel before he goes into this, because it's important for us to remember, even in the good, even in the bad, that God is good. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that. I know I've gone through some rough seasons where nothing made sense to me, but I had to just tell, keep telling myself, like, I know you are good. I know you are good, God. And then just have to ask questions because I don't understand And in the good, we also still want to remember that He is good, because sometimes when life is going really well, you know, you're killing it at work, you've got awesome community going on, and you get to do a lot of fun activities, it's easy to allow all of that to fill up your time and forget that He is the provider of all of those good things. And so in the bad, we want to make sure that we're still turning to God and saying, you are good, what's going on here? but also in the good times, turning to God and saying, you are good. Thank you for all of this, like taking all the joy to him, taking all of our sorrows to him because he hears our prayers and he loves hearing from you. So at first, Asaph says, you are good. And then kind of goes into all the ways that he sees the wicked prospering. They have an easy time. They're well fed their hearts run wild with imaginations that probably are not good, um, and so it just doesn't seem fair, which I don't know about you, but that has definitely happened to me a lot where it feels like I'm trying to follow God's way and God's path, and then things don't go the way I think they should. And instead, I see other people who aren't following God's path, and they get the things that I've been like dreaming for and hoping for. And I'm so frustrated because I'm like, what? I've been following your way. Why do they get that? But we have to remember that we don't see the full picture. We are finite humans with a finite perspective. And we need God's perspective, which is infinite. He is sovereign over all, which is hard when like rough things are going on because we're like, what? God, why would you let this happen? But we have to remember that his wisdom... Is higher than ours. His ways are higher than our ways, and um, actually, a while back we did an episode on wisdom and how God's wisdom is woven into this world, and that we need to tap into that because that helps us to understand when life doesn't seem fair and it's frustrating. And so, the way that Asaph responds to this is he's frustrated, and I think it's important for us to recognize in ourselves like how do we respond in these type of situations. When other people get what we want, how do we respond? Are we being joyful with those who rejoice? Are we mourning with those who mourn? Or are we being envious? Are we coveting what other people have? Or are we being grateful and content with what God has given us in this season and this time? And how do we respond when we see evil win? I think that's a a different question because as believers we want to see God's glory and so when we see evil going well obviously that should sadden our hearts I think that's a little different than the situation he's talking about he just kind of is seeing how the wicked are prospering not necessarily making God's name bad well I guess they they do kind of mock him in verse 11 they say the wicked say how can God know does the most high know everything so I think it's important for us to see our hearts like when we see other people that are doing well, who we think maybe like, oh, I don't know that they're following the Lord. Like, are we upset because we're not getting what we think we deserve? Or are we upset because we want to see God be glorified and him be lifted high? So I think that's just a good heart check for us when we see other people getting what we want or just things going well for other people. And how do we respond to that? And another big question is, Do we turn to God with our questions? Because when things like this happen, we're always going to have questions or frustrations. But do we bring those to God? Or do we leave him out of it because he isn't giving us what we want? It's very easy for me to just kind of like push him out, leave him out of it and just try to accept it. But he wants us to come to him. That's how we build relationship with him and how we grow in understanding and see more of his perspective and press into the mystery and try to see his ways and his wisdom. And that's what he does. Asaph, when he, um, he's frustrated about the wicked prospering, but he said he tried to understand all this. It seemed hopeless until I entered God's sanctuary. Until I was in God's presence I didn't understand it all seemed hopeless but then I understood and in this case it says like I understood their destiny you put them in slippery places you make them fall into ruin um how suddenly they come become a desolation which we know in the end that evil loses God wins and so in the grander picture of things even in this moment if so like if it seems like evil is winning we know that that's not how it ends And so we have that hope, but sometimes we have to just really remember to enter into his presence. He is not far from each of us. He is always close by, but we tend to shut him out sometimes when we are trying to do things on our own and have to remember that when we enter into his presence, we gain understanding and perspective. And this part right here kind of goes back to the response section, but I know I felt like this before. In verses 21 and 22, it says, When I became embittered and my innermost being was wounded, I was stupid and didn't understand. I was an unthinking animal toward you. I don't know if you've ever had a conversation with God where it just felt like you were like yelling at Him or really angry. I've had I've had some conversations like that. I used to think that it wasn't good to come to God with negative emotions. Like, I needed to come to Him only with like Thanksgiving and praise, which are absolutely, we need to come to him with Thanksgiving and praise, but he wants to hear from us and he is like the best person to ask questions to and to talk to about these things. He is our father. He is our friend. And I mean, it's important for us again, to remember that he is always good, but it's okay to ask him questions. It's okay to be angry. He can handle our emotions and our questions. It's better to come to him with that than to just like leave him out of it and try to figure it out on your own. And then he goes into this part right here, which is so beautiful. Yet yeah, I am always with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me up in glory. Who do I have in heaven but you? And I desire nothing on earth but you. My flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. Those far from you will certainly perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, God's presence is my good. I have made the Lord God my refuge so I can tell about all you do. So we see that he is enough. He is sufficient. Even when it seems like the wicked are prospering, he is with us. He holds us. He guides us. And Asaph is saying that, like, he desires nothing on earth but God. Do we say that same thing? Who do I have in heaven but you? And I desire nothing on earth but you. Are our desires God? What is your greatest desire? Because he gives us over to our desires In Psalm 81, talking about the obedience and disobedience of Israel, it says in verses 11 through 12, But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel did not obey me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own plans. He gives us over to our desires, even if they're not him. But what a joy when our desires are him and he can give us the most holy, precious, amazing, beautiful gift of himself. In Psalm 37, verse 4, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. And then Psalm 34, verse 10, says, Young lions lack food and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Other desires will leave us unsatisfied and wanting more. But when we desire God, when we seek His face, seek His beauty in the temple, as it says in the Psalms as well, we are satisfied with living water, our daily bread. The well will never run dry. He will always sustain us and help us through the hardest days and the best days because He is enough and He is so good. So maybe remember that even when we see others prospering, even when life doesn't seem fair, even when life is really good and we want to forget where all the goodness came from, maybe we always remember that God is good and he is here. His nearness is our good. God's presence is our good. Hey friends, thanks for joining us today on the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. You can follow us for more at Life is Hard, God is Good podcast on Instagram or join our Facebook group. Um, You can share, write reviews, rate, let us know how God is speaking to you through this podcast and in other ways. We'd love to hear from you. But for now, uh, have a great week. May the Lord bless you and keep you.